Hey, I'm Lena from Infected Rain, and you're listening to Brutally Delicious Podcast. Thanks for joining us. I guess we could start with, let's talk about the, uh, you did a tour here recently, right? With Butcher Babies? Yes. What was it like touring in this odd world we live in now? And how did that go? Well, it was a very uh, unique tour, uh, not just because it happened during COVID, but also because it was our first U.S. tour. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's something we've been waiting for so long and working on for so long that honestly, everything else was kind of blurry. It didn't really matter because we were here. So, um, yeah, um, it was just really something we wanted to do for a while. It, it wasn't possible because we used to be an independent band for 10 years. Right. And then as soon as we signed with the label, almost right away, COVID happened, like a year difference, basically right. COVID happened. And that specific year, 2020, was supposed to be a very, um, you know, um, rich year for us and our first u.s tour was actually scheduled in 2020 so when it actually finally happened although with a different lineup and a different tour completely uh, we were just happy about it and all the other problems and issues didn't matter as much i guess yeah sort of secondary how did the tour go was it did it go pretty well Yes, it went well. Um, Going back to your question uh, regarding COVID, obviously there were certain little situations here and there. And, you know, some fans weren't happy with the rules of the clubs and stuff like that. Um, You know, I hope everybody understands it's not up to the band. We are just touring. We we are not putting any rules and stuff like that. That was a little bit, you know... um, how to say tricky to deal with. Um, right. Also, you know, certain clubs had a certain capacities. They couldn't sell more tickets than they are allowed, although there was a lot of space and stuff like that. But in general, all in all, it was very good. Yeah, people understand they're respectful, you know. Um, you know, we were trying to be as, as safe as possible wearing sure. masks, keeping distance. In order to keep like it going, that. for sure. Yeah. So let's uh, let's talk The Devil's Dozen. Then that came out Friday, I believe, right? Yes, it, yes, uh, it did uh, on the twenty sixth. It's still on, actually. Uh, we chose to leave it on for eight days because mm-hmm. it kind of came out around Thanksgiving, and right. a lot of people are spending time with families. So we decided to leave it on. So it's still on, technically. What's been the response <laughs> to it so far? Oh my God, it's incredible! People crying. People. Really? Yeah, people writing messages to us and saying, that's why we love you so much. (laughs) Well, because it came out like it's a documentary that talks about the history of the band, the 13 years on stage. And also it's a show. It's a huge, huge show, something we never did before. And people are like already asking if it's going to be available in a physical form somehow. Uh, yeah, everybody loved it. I even cried so many times, although I've seen it while editing and doing stuff right. to it, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very emotional one. <laughs> well, what's the answer to that then? Is it going to be available in some kind Eventually, of... Eventually, yes. Eventually it will be. We don't know when because we have so much uh, new material to give to people. Right. So I don't know, maybe in a year or something, we will consider to uh, have it on physical form. 
Okay. Uh, everybody, even uh, everybody at our label, our manager, they agree totally. They loved it too. So they're right. like, we definitely have to have this in Blu-ray. Okay. So new album is January 7th. And I hope I don't butcher this, but Ecdesis? Ecdesis. Ecdesis. Okay. I um, mean, I, I understand it's not a very common word. It's more used in the science and biology. So, so now that it's done complete and ready to, uh, to be released to the world, how do you feel about it? And are you satisfied with the way it turned out? Oh, I'm very satisfied. But I'm like that with every single album normally because I know we, we do our best and right. we, we never just um, like, we never just give up and be like, ah, it is what it is here. We did our best. No, it's not like that. We like really polish every single thing in it and not the actual like literal polish not to the point where it sounds like it's not even real you know what I mean like we do like it a little bit you know dirty here and there some sound wise and like it has to be as real as possible but when I say polish I, I mean making sure that it delivers what we initially wanted to deliver through lyrics and music you know so um yeah for sure we are very excited to finally give it to people and so when you're writing are you guys like writing all together or are you writing i guess with this pandemic since you're maybe farther away are you sending things back and forth or are you doing like the traditional sense you of mean right ri- composing or recording uh actually writing you know and composing i guess composing yeah so composing no we compose on a distance all the time i live in america for past six years so we've been working remotely uh when it comes to that a lot the only difference with the pandemic is that we even recorded a lot of things remotely as well and rehearsed um but but uh before before that yes we were we are always uh composing remotely no matter what because we don't compose only when we have to we compose when when we are inspired so we don't really wait for oh shit we need a new album let's sit down and compose it you always got stuff going yeah do you um did you find that you were able to take advantage of all that downtime to actually i guess spend more time writing or did that not work out that way it did, but eventually, not right away. Um, I won't lie, in the beginning, it was very hard on me. Um, I was very depressed. I know a lot of musicians were, or everybody actually, not right. specifically musicians, but I feel like people in show business in general, um, even people that are behind the scenes, like labels, booking agents, you know, crew people, and all, all of that uh, world, Everybody was kind of depressed because we never knew when we were going to be back on the road. It wasn't like there was a specific date and we were just waiting on it. No, it was uncertain. And the uncertainty is pretty scary. So that was pretty depressing. Um, For me specifically, COVID happened right after something really drastic, a really drastic change happened in my life on my personal level. And it was like a double punch for me, honestly. So, but, you know, I made it like um, after a while of being, you know, feeling lonely and depressed and crying and stuff like that. (laughs) 
after a while, you know, with the love and support of family, band, and fans, uh, we all put our shit together. And like, I, I built a vocal studio in my house. And not only I started writing way more, but also I did so many collaborations, stuff that I like, I did collaborations before, but very rare. Uh, I did so many collaborations in 2020 and, and half of 2021 that some of them are not out yet even, you know? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Some of them are still still in, in the work. You know, I collaborated with European bands, with American bands, with independent artists as well. It was a lot of fun. Um, but also thanks to COVID, when it was already possible to travel uh, and I went uh, back to Moldova where my whole band is, um, thanks to COVID, we had time to put together the Devil's Dozen. Right. You know, we had this idea actually for our 10th anniversary, but we were so busy touring and recording that it was just impossible, you know, to, to make it happen. So I guess COVID made it happen. <laughs> so there's, there's a, there's positive, there are a lot of positive things that happened during this pandemic. I think yeah. we're going to see a lot of that here now in the in the coming months in the in this coming year that you know a lot of people spent so much time working on stuff because they had nothing else to do and it's gonna we're gonna have like this renaissance of of all different kinds of art i think yeah 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 100 percent um you said it was ectasis right yeah Mm -hmm. so is there a message or something you want your fans to take away from after listening to ectasis or there's not no records. specific one um, message because unfortunately or fortunately, I don't know, but I just can't, uh, so far at least for now, I can't see myself writing an entire album on one topic. It's not that we are trying to deliver one specific message with this one specific album. Um, there are different topics here. There are like two or three songs about one specific situation, others about different situation. Yeah, I re- some songs repeat the theme, but they are not really, there's so many topics in this album. Um, I guess with, with Ectasis, I just really want people to be very open-minded because it's an extremely emotional album. It's a very raw, in your face almost, more than ever. <laughs> Emotional, very emotional. Was it cathartic as well, writing it? Oh, yeah, of course. It always is. But that's good. It's, you know, fire with fire. (laughs) Sure. But do you ever feel too vulnerable? Or is there ever a point? Yes, of course I I do. Of course I do. I never regret, though. No, if I did it, if I went for it, I went for it. I never regret it. Uh, But I do feel vulnerable. And that's part of it. It's fine. It comes with my job. That's what I I do. I chose to be myself. I chose to be real. I chose to be as authentic as possible. So yeah, sometimes that has a price to pay. For sure. So being vulnerable and putting your, your, your stuff out there for the world. How does it feel when somebody on the other end, you know, listening in their car, their living room actually gets it and, you know, I don't know, writes to you or catches you after a show. Yeah, it's got to be like happens, the amazing yeah. payoff, right? Absolutely. That, that's so worth it. You know, every single person that gives you a feedback on that or can relate to that is priceless. And you understand that that's why you do it. You know, you, you help people, you, you, you can even heal people. You know, some messages that we re- re- receive where people uh, tell us that our music saved their life. 
You know, that's that's something you don't hear every day. That's something you don't hear out of nowhere. That's genuine, you know. Right. People don't just throw words like that in the air. Right. So, of course, it's insane. It's it's very powerful feeling. On the same side, though, you don't feel any kind of obligation to write a certain theme, right? You're just writing no. from yourself. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be able to, actually. I don't feel like I'm not really like, you know, a poet that just writes about everything that is just so super talented and, and can rhyme everything and write about everything he sees around. I just I guess I found a way to express my own feelings on the paper and put them, you know, in words. And that's what I do. I don't know if I'm good at it or bad at it, but, you know, seem to work for many people that are listening to our music. It works for me, you know, so that's good enough for me. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> so getting back to the, the touring for a second, what was it like being back on stage after all that time? Was it pretty crazy? Oh, yeah, it was it was fun. It was uh, first week, probably a little bit. Um, more nervous than ever because we kind of had to remember how to ride the bicycle, you know what I mean? Like how to get back on it because touring is not just going on stage and and singing your music or playing your instrument. Touring is a lot more than that. You know, you have to figure it out. Okay, so we wake up at this time. (laughs) We go to bed at this time. We have to load in, load out. Yes, we all have crew members and stuff, but still there's a lot of times that that we need to help them. And we have to deal with this. We have to deal with that, you know, like road this on the road that. So there's a lot going on on tour that if once you fell out of this like rhythm, you got to like take that second to like come back to it. But it took it took seriously maybe one week. Yeah, like you said, riding bike again. What do you guys? uh, What do you have planned going forward from here besides the record? I think January seventh, right? Oh yeah, before the record, actually, uh, on December ninth, we are releasing another single with its music video, and I'm very excited because it's a very, very heavy one. Uh, And uh, then January, we are uh, releasing the album, but together with the album we are also going to uh release another song with its music video which is song number four and then february we will go on tour and we will also release another song so it's kind of it's a lot every month something is going on um so we have a lot of playthroughs to release behind the scenes to release besides the actual singles and music videos that we worked on. I think the music business has sort of changed, right? There's a new model. Everybody's doing the uh, single every four to six weeks rather than, you know, a full record kind of thing. Not really. It, it all depends. Like we've done, we've done it all. Like we've done so far, uh, like, you know, just one music video before the album or, you know, or five music videos before the album. I don't know. We're not really following a specific um, plan. Right. We are just, you know, we really wanted uh, to film a lot of music videos for these songs because they are really hard. It was even hard to choose which one to go with. You know what I mean? Like, so we just decided to go with plenty of them. You know what I mean? And, And we have... A uh, very good team on our label that agreed with us, and all they do is they they are like, okay, the band. We say this is what we have. This is our plan. This is what we're going to film. Blah blah blah. And they're like, okay, 
let's think when we can release it. So then right. they help us release it either before or after they, uh, they help with the schedule and stuff like that. So we don't really, yeah, we don't really, it all depends if how much the band invests in the right. visuals. We, we love, actually, we really love filming music videos. It's almost like another side of our band. And, and right. we have very talented musicians that not only do music, but also editing and, and, and like directing the music videos, you know? So, yeah. And I think it's pretty cool too, that you are going to do the full album thing with ethicist because a lot of people aren't right. A lot of people are still doing that, that single thing. And a lot of, a lot of time and effort and even an art form goes into the sequencing of a record, doesn't it? Oh yeah. Which is like getting lost. A lot. Mm-hmm. You know how it's, the mood you want to set as you're going. So oh, yeah, um, everything you want it to come across. Absolutely. I agree with you. So, yeah, I mean, I, I applaud you for doing that because old school people like me, I want the full thing. I want to sit down and listen to it as you intended it to be and read yeah. minor notes and, you know. Whatever. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, you know, I agree with you. I think that's sort of the old school way, but you know, people like my son's age, they, they just want the 99 cent single or, <laughs> or whatever, and then move yeah. on. It's attention yeah. spans for sure. Yeah. It's fine. You know, we, we are trying to get both audience in a way. Yeah. I mean, I think you have to nowadays, right? You have yeah. to be able to get the, the newer generation as well. Otherwise it'll, it'll die. So yeah, absolutely. Um, did I miss anything you wanted to cover or we get, did we cover most of it? Um, uh, aside from the fact that February we're going on, on a European tour, a very big one, I want to say heads up because we are planning another U.S. tour for the beginning of 2022. Nice. Uh, but yeah, other than that, yeah, I think he covered it all. Thank you, my friend. Hope that wasn't too bad. No, that's right. <laughs> awesome. Good luck. Happy holidays. And hopefully uh, we'll catch you when you're in the States here. Yes. Thank you so much. You have right, a be well. Thanks. Bye. Bye. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there.